I, in seeking the Lord about this morning and about this season, I believe we'll start a new series, not a new subject. <laughs> a new series, but not a new subject. Anybody know what the subject has been for some time now? Faith. Anybody like faith besides me? <laughs> Romans, please, go there. Romans 3 and verse 3. Romans 3 and 3. It says, For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? What do you think? Not just no, but verse 4. God forbid. <laughs> Stronger than no. <laughs> the Weiss translation says, let no one even think such a thing. Let no one even think such. Let no one even think what? We'll back up to verse 3. What if some, what? Did not believe. Shall their not believing, shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? He said, don't even let anybody think that. Why would you need to say that? Why would you need to say that? There are a number of believers and ministers who not too many years ago emphasized faith strongly. They talked about it, they emphasized it, getting faith, having faith, growing in faith, living by faith. But in recent times, they've backed off of it more and more and more until it's just something they refer to once in a while. They emphasize other things. And the reason why is because they didn't experience the results that they were looking for. They prayed and prayed and prayed, and it didn't happen. They confessed, and it didn't happen. They gave, and it didn't happen. <laughs> and so... You know, you get tired of that. Right? <laughs> so they're, they backed off of that. And they're emphasizing other things now. But let's read it again. Verse 3. What if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? If some... For whatever reason, came short in their believing, does that mean the faith of God doesn't work? This is an important question. A lot of people, I'm talking about a lot of people, have changed canoes. 
<laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> they were in the faith canoe, I guess, but they they got out. <laughs> no. What if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? These are two questions. They deserve answers. What if some didn't believe? Does them not believing mean God's faith doesn't work? It does not mean that. I said it does not mean that. It goes on to say, I mean, this is strong. This next verse is strong. It said, God forbid. God forbid what? That you think and say that because somebody's attempt at faith didn't work. Or somebody failing to believe didn't get results. That the faith of God has no effect. Come on, quote the Bible. Say, God forbid. God forbid forbid what? Even thinking that God's faith doesn't work. I mean, there's some people have implied that, you know, me and Phyllis are not Modern enough. <laughs> we what? Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> because, you know, people are doing a new thing. They're doing something different. And a lot of folks are Excited about it. <laughs> you can be excited about almost anything for a little while. <laughs> but when you get rid of faith, you got rid of pleasing God. You got rid of walking and living victoriously. You got rid of overcoming the victory that overcomes. This world, I mean, those things don't change. You get saved by faith. You get healed by faith. You get delivered by faith. You please God by faith. That's never going to change. Never. Go with me to 1 Timothy 1, please. 1 Timothy 1. The Bible cautions us about conforming to this world. Just because something's popular does not make it God or make it right. I've heard people say, well, you know, millions of people can't be wrong. (laughs) You're kidding, right? (laughs) Millions, billions of people can be wrong. (laughs) Broad is the way that leads to destruction and many that are going that way. People say, well, y'all are just narrow-minded and saved. <laughs> there's a straight way and there's a narrow way that's the right way and there's relatively few that find it, Jesus said. <laughs> In 1 Timothy 1 and verse 4, 1 Timothy 1 and 4 says, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies. Now first of all. 
you need to identify a fable as a fable. Watch about Christian fiction. You, you could forget it's fiction. Fable means it's not real. And endless genealogies. A lot of folks are always wanting to do, they've always found a new code in the book nobody saw. And they have to run the numbers. And run the numbers and this attaches to this. Don't misunderstand me. There's a lot in this wonderful word of God. But the Lord did not make things so complicated and hidden that only a, a very special couple could ever see it. That's not right. Actually, the Lord said this to me one time. You know, I'm, I'm a teacher and I study and I, I take things apart. You know, I'll spend hours looking at words and, and verses and that's part of what I need to do, part of it. I was looking at the, one of the epistles and I was doing that and the Lord said to me, he said, I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside me, he said, Keith, remember, this is a letter. <laughs> I was dissecting it and defining the words. He said, if Phyllis wrote you a letter, <laughs> would you sit down and take each word and try to define it? And <laughs> See, we got to watch. Like uh, it was said that Brother Smith Wigglesworth, a great man of faith, had written another minister. And uh, that the minister said, uh, Brother Wigglesworth, did you realize what he said? You spelled Holy Spirit four or five different ways in your, in your letter. He said, well, did you understand it? He said, yeah. He said, well, that's all. <laughs> did you understand it? <laughs> you can get so caught up. In Greek and Hebrew definitions and studying this reference and this reference and this reference, a lot of that can be pride. You trying to show how smart you are. (laughs) And we'll just leave that right there. But 1 Timothy 1, are you there? Don't give heed, verse 4, to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions. You know you're reading and listening to and watching the wrong thing when the more you watch it, the more questions you have. Anybody can ask a question. That don't mean you got any answers. When you're hearing the right thing, it'll edify you. He said, rather than godly edifying, which is what? In faith. Uh, The scripture talks about being nourished up in the words of faith. Real faith will feed you. It'll build you. It'll strengthen you. Oh, we need it. I said, we need it. We need it. Thank God for it. Verse 5. Now the end of the commandment is charity or love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith un. Feigned. Now this is King James, but this is a this appears more than once. It appears two or three times. This word unfeigned concerning love, unfeigned love. 
And it appears at least a couple of times concerning faith. Unfeigned faith. What is unfeigned faith? Feign means pretend. It means, uh, well, one definition is to pretend or to pretend to feel or be affected by something. To feign it. You pretend to feel something or you pretend to be affected by something. Or to feign means to give a false appearance of. You could say false faith. Pretend faith, phony faith. Is there a phony faith? There must be. Unfeigned would be not phony, which would be genuine, real faith. That's the title of this new series. Real faith. (laughs) Real faith. You believing with me? Yes. Real faith. Why would he say not phony faith? Well, there must be phony faith. There must be. He uses the same term to describe love. He says unfeigned love. Is there phony love? Is there fake love? Sure there is. The devil, God of this world, is not a creator of good. He's never created anything remotely good. The only thing I'm aware of that he initiated and came up with is lying. He's the father of that. But as far as any good thing, he's got no good in him. He couldn't create it. What he can do is make a deceptively close imitation of the real thing. And he is quite accomplished at that. And so that's what he has done over and over again is make simulations, imitations of the real, which at their core are twisted. Now, in uh, let, let me read some other translations to you about this. First Timothy 5, Weist says, a faith that is not assumed, but real. The BBE says, and several other ones, say true faith. Everybody say true faith. faith. Why would you need to use the descriptor true faith? Because there's some other that's not true. Several translations say a genuine faith. Today's English version, a genuine faith. The message says it the other way, warns about a counterfeit faith. Counterfeit faith. The easy to read says, whose faith in God is real. Real, that's where I get the title. Real faith. Hallelujah. What if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. He went on to say, let God be true and every man a liar. Well, now, we've quoted that, but let's keep it in context. Let God be true about what? About his faith. 
And every man a liar about what? Saying they believed. And they didn't. Saying God's faith didn't work. And, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be harsh or hard here. I'm a, my heart goes out. We've all come up short. I don't even need a show of hands. You prayed something and it didn't work. You said something and it didn't come to pass. We've experienced this. But desire faith failure. I don't don't like that word. Faith didn't fail. Our failure (laughs) to believe. Did that render the, the real faith of God ineffective? It does not. It does not. And let God be true. And everybody that said that faith didn't work is a liar. (laughs) Everybody that mocked the faith of God. I mean, think about it. Why would you mock what the Bible puts so much emphasis on? Mock it, make light of it, make fun of it. I've heard people just mock and mock about those uh, confess it, possess it bunch. I heard somebody said about it. Say, they said, uh, yeah, I, I heard him for a few minutes and he's one of those possessed guys. One of those, <laughs> one of those uh, claim it, claim it guys. Well, I didn't write Mark eleven twenty four. Neither did Brother Hagin. Is that right? What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. They're mocking that. They're mocking that. Believe that you receive them means believe that you take it. Could say claim it. Could say possess it. Whatever word you want to use. If you'll say to this mountain. Be removed and be cast into the sea, not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say comes to pass. You'll have what you say. That's confession. That's saying. So when these folks are mocking, who are they mocking? That's the head of the church. That's Jesus. You got no respect for that. You're off. Way, way off. No. When people say, well, I tried that, and, you know, people say that it didn't work. Well, you're right. What they called faith didn't work. But that doesn't mean it was real faith. That's right. There's a big difference between imitation and real. Right. You see these commercials, it was a while back, they were showing these commercials, I forget what it was, but they caught my idea because it was about flying one of them. These guys were in the cockpit and they're about to take off and, and the one guy said, uh, yeah, don't be concerned. Uh, I, I'm an actor. I've played pilots before. <laughs> be concerned. Be very concerned. <laughs> and this other guy was in the operating room. And, you know, they're about to open this guy up. And he said, uh, you ever done this for me? He said, no, but I, I've played a doctor for years <laughs> on such and such show. <laughs> uh-uh. 
playing a pilot is not the same as being a pilot. Playing a doctor is not the same. But if you're playing a doctor, then you don't know what you don't know. And you may do everything you saw and heard somebody else do, and it didn't work. And you had catastrophic results. And it looks like we lost the patient. <laughs> but how many understand if you go away and say, well, doctoring don't work. Doctoring doesn't work. The pretend pilot crashed the plane. Well, piloting doesn't work. No, just because their attempt at it didn't work, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. Are y'all with me? Hallelujah. Go with me, please, to the book of uh, Acts. Acts chapter 19. Thanks be to God. I'm confident that a lot of good things are coming out in this. And we're going to get free. And some people that were lacking confidence or being confused, that's going to be put away. And if adjustments need to be made, we'll make those adjustments and get results. And people can mock and say what they want to say. But uh, they'll get tired of not getting results either. And if we're getting results, I shouldn't say if, we've been getting results. When we're getting results, and even more results, then uh, folks will be interested to ask about it. What some have called faith, they've decided it doesn't work. And they're right. What they have called faith doesn't work. But that's not real faith. In asking the Lord about this, I thought, well, Lord, what's the best way to get free in these areas? What's, what's the cause? How does the enemy trick people? We've all made mistakes. And this was, the Lord's already given me two. I think we'll only get to one of them today. But the first one is imitation Faith. Imitation faith is a version of phony faith. Imitation faith. And you'll see that in Acts 19. Acts 19, beginning at verse uh, 13, I believe it is. Acts 19, 13 says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcists took upon them or took upon themselves to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus saying we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. This is an attempt at deliverance. I say attempt because I read the rest of the passage. Have you read it? Yeah. <laughs> Vagabond 
traveling guys with no real contacts, always looking for the new angle. Always looking for the new thing. And they thought they found it. And there were some individuals that had were oppressed and had yielded the wrong spirits and were bound. And so they took it upon themselves. They just decided they'd do this. To call over them in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they said, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Verse 14. Seven sons of one Siva of Jew, chief of the priests which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. And actually the language on the Paul is different. Paul I know about. <laughs> Jesus I know. Paul I know about him too. <laughs> but it, it doesn't just say but who are you. The, the literal says but you. Who are you? <laughs> Young's literal. Which is real. Uh. Transliteration. The evil spirit answering said, Jesus I know, and Paul I'm acquainted with, and you, who are you? (laughs) You, who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overcame them, and prevailed against them, and they fled out of the house naked. And wounded. (laughs) And afterward they said. That deliverance stuff. Does not work. (laughs) It doesn't work. Because we did it. We used the name of Jesus. And we said it real loud. (laughs) And the doctor said it's going to take eight weeks for this to, <laughs> this to heal up. <laughs> so does this prove that there is no real taking authority over and casting out of wrong spirits? Does it prove that that's not real? It does not. Jesus' own disciples, remember that, tried to get the boy who was having the seizures delivered in Mark 9. You remember that? And they failed. I mean nothing. No results at all. So much so that when the man got to Jesus, he said, if you can do something. Why? Because these guys, these jokers couldn't. (laughs) If you could do something. Have mercy, compassion on us, and help us. We're talking about John. We're talking about Peter. Did their failure prove deliverance is not real? And we're not just talking about deliverance. We're talking about faith. They're endeavoring to exercise faith in the name of Jesus for deliverance. This is faith. 
So a spectacular catastrophe of people attempting to believe or use the name of Jesus does not prove it doesn't work. Does it? We all know stories. Some of us might have been those stories. Of somebody broke their glasses and went out and had a car wreck. Somebody threw their medication away and passed out. Somebody refused to go to the doctor and died, died young. Well, they were confessing. Well, they were praying. Well, they were using the scriptures. Well, they were standing on the scriptures. Well, they were using the name of Jesus. What does that prove? There is a phony faith. They may have been sincere. But it's like being a pretend pilot. Or a pretend doctor. And I want you to notice what the Lord pointed out to me. What the issue here was. They were imitating. They were imitating. Somebody else's faith. They were imitating. What somebody else had done. And they didn't have it. It wasn't in them. You know if you were there. And you saw this. They tried to do. What they heard somebody else doing. What they heard Paul had done. Maybe they saw Paul. They got this somewhere didn't they? They saw. They obviously. Heard about and or saw. Real deliverance. Or they'd have never done this. The attempt. And failures of people in this area. Prove. There's a real. If there wasn't a real, they'd have never tried this. Oh, come on, is somebody awake? There's a real. There's a real. And so they they heard of this happening, or they probably saw it themselves. And they thought, man, that's amazing. We can do that. We can do that too. So what did he say? What did he do? Seven of them. So they worked on this together. What did they do? What did you see? Well, I saw that Paul stepped back like this. (laughs) He did? Yeah, and then he brought his hand up. How far would you say? I don't know, 14. Well, now let's get it right. Was it 12 or 14 inches? And then he looked real stern. Give me that look. (laughs) Is that it? No, you're not quite right. You got to tilt your head a little bit more. (laughs) Now you're laughing. Somebody say imitation. Faith. What does that mean? Imitating someone else's faith. Is not real faith. 
And to the undiscerning or the unenlightened, it looks like faith to them. It sounds like faith to them. So then when there are no results or catastrophic results, they go, I just don't understand that. Man, they were believing. How do you know? Because I heard them say something. Well, these guys said something too. Use the name of Jesus. I heard them say it. I saw them do it. No. Faith is of the heart. With the heart, man believes. You don't know their heart. You don't see in their heart. Even somebody you've lived with for years. You don't know their heart. You may know a few things about them, but you you don't know what they're really believing or what they're not. And so if, if you watched this, you could have concluded, that doesn't work. That rebuking and casting out, that's a bunch of junk. That's a wrong doctrine. Stay away from those people. Huh? Not only didn't it work, it's downright dangerous. <laughs> you get hurt. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And they're right. What they did obviously doesn't work. But don't call it faith. Don't call it faith. Because you'll be lying. Misrepresenting God. And what if somebody failed to believe? You or me? Does that make the faith of God without effect? I tell you this burns strong in me brother, sister. I'm going to proclaim the faithfulness of God. And the power of the faith of God. As long as there's breath in me and beyond. And I don't care who changes and what they say or don't say. I know he's right. And his faith is real. And it works. And there's nothing else that can do what this can do. Nothing can replace this or even come close. Let's have some humility. Something doesn't go right. Why is it that the first thing you assume is God let you down? The word didn't work. Couldn't we consider anything else? That God let us down? The faith of God didn't work? Could it be? Possibly. That we. Moi. (laughs) That we. Did what these guys did. (laughs) Imitation. Go with me to John 4th chapter please. (laughs) Isn't that something? Jesus I know. Paul I know about. But you? Who are you? And then he commenced to beating the tar out of them. I mean, we're laughing, but it wasn't funny to them. They got a whooping. A beat down. Yikes. And if you watched it, you could conclude, oh, man, don't do that. Don't, don't stay away from that faith and the name of Jesus, authority and deliver. Don't get caught up in all that. 
Man, you wind up in the hospital. <laughs> but it's not true. That's right. Jesus cast out spirits with his word. Is that right? Paul did. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And we do have authority over every unclean spirit in the name of Jesus. Do we? And you resist the devil, he has to flee. But you've got to have faith. Not pretending to be a pilot. But being a pilot, not pretending to have faith. Man, it's taken me 20 years to have some confidence to pilot the planes we're, we're flying. You know, it would have been nice to just say, I'm a pilot. <laughs> Let me in there. Well, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you about it. <laughs> and then folks say, I just don't understand. I thought Brother Keith was a faith man. <laughs> how, how come God let him die? In that? Well, no, how come Brother Keith was a dummy? <laughs> and faith you don't learn all about overnight or in a week. Can you see that? Or in a month or two. And if you're not applying yourself and being fed and growing, you're not going to develop at all. And if you decide, well, I did something and it didn't work, so I'm leaving that church and I'm leaving this bunch and I'm not doing that anymore, sad for you. Because what are you going to do in the place of it? In the stead of it? I'll tell you, nothing. Believe a lie that it's all up to God. Believe a lie that it's all up to God and whatever happens is his will and old brother. The enemy is going to kick you up and down the street and you'll blame God for it like a foolish one. There is no substitute for what we're talking about. There is no other way to live victoriously. The just shall live by faith. Does that do something for you? Come on, does that? Oh, yeah. You know why? Because it pleases God. And it's the truth. You can overcome anything in this world with your faith in God. You can receive. It doesn't get too big. You can receive anything. And it pleases your father. It pleases him. Hallelujah. I like this new series. You like it? Okay. Real faith. Look at your neighbor. Help him out. Say real faith. Real faith. Real faith. One of the things that are Phony faith is imitation faith. And what I mean by that is imitating another's faith. You can't get by on what you perceive to be other people's faith. No matter how much you love them and respect them. Their faith is not your faith. Just because it's real to them doesn't mean it's real to you. Just because it was real to Paul doesn't mean it was real to the seven sons of Siva. He had a leading of the spirit. You'll see when there, there was that damsel that had that spirit of divination. For all, that, for all we know, they could have seen something like that. Exactly. 
But what they may have missed, he didn't do a thing with that for many days. Until, obviously, he got something from God. Can you see that? And then he did it by the Holy Spirit. And she was delivered, man. Well, they didn't get all that. They missed all that. They just got the phrase and the stance and the look (laughs) and the whooping. The beating. (laughs) But does that make the faith of God of no effect? It does not. It just shows up their ignorance. And we've all been there. We've all made mistakes. John 4. Are you there? John 4 is the account of the encounter that Jesus had with the Samaritan woman at the well. And, you know, he told her to call her husband and come. And by a word of knowledge, he revealed that she had had five husbands. And the guy she was living with now wasn't her husband. And she said, I perceive you're a prophet. And (laughs) yeah. And uh, anyway, they talked about where was the right place to worship and how to worship. And Jesus revealed it's not where you worship that uh, the Father seeks those that worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. But the Bible said in in John 4.39, this woman went back to her city and she testified about what she had experienced with him. And John 4.39 says, many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, she said, he told me everything. Man, he told me my whole life. He told me everything I did. And as she was telling them about her encounter with Jesus, her experience with Jesus, the Spirit of God dealt with them that it was true and they believed. But that wasn't the end of it. Verse 40, when the Samaritans were come to him, so all this bunch, they came to Jesus looking for him and besought him that he would tarry with them. So he did. He stayed there two days. And what do you think he did while he was there? He was ministering to them, preaching to them, teaching them, talking to them. Two days. Verse 41, and many more believed because of his own word. And they said to the woman, or are you there? Verse 42. They said to the woman, now we believe. Oh, somebody say now. Now we believe. Not because of what you said. For we have heard him ourselves. And we know that this is indeed Christ, the Savior of the world. Oh, friend, so much is here. Now we believe. Well, what were they doing before then? I don't know. Mental assent, conjecture, I don't know. But now we believe. Not because of what you said. We have heard him ourselves and not think so, guess so, maybe so, we know. Oh, somebody say, we know. We've heard him for ourselves and we know. We know the seven sons of Siva had not heard him for themselves. And they didn't know. 
They had seen some things and they were imitating them and trying them. The Bible said, reading Hebrews 11, great faith chapter, it said when Moses uh, led the people through the Red Sea when it parted, of course, he heard from God. They're following him as he follows the Lord. The Egyptians trying to do it drown. (laughs) That's the difference between doing it and trying it. The Israelites did it. Why? Well, get this. How does faith come? What did they hear? Well, specific word. Moses heard. Why are you standing here crying to me? Go. Go where? Right there. You mean through that? And they stepped out by faith on that word. Come on, can you see that? They heard from him for themselves. They stepped out on the word and miraculously the walls were up. Hallelujah. Of water. And they went through. But now the Egyptians, can they have that same faith? What the Lord tell them? Let my people go. They can have faith to let them go. Do they have faith to cross? He didn't tell them to cross. He told them to let my people go. But they just saw them cross. And so the Hebrew says, so they assayed to do it. That's King James. We'd say they tried. They tried it. Trying will get you far enough to drown. <laughs> Got them far enough from the bank that when the wall collapsed, they couldn't get back. Because <laughs> they hadn't heard from God. They're just trying to do what they saw them do. They actually had a different word. Their word was let my people go. Leave them alone. Let them go. How many know you can't just imitate somebody else? You can't just take what God said to them and step out to do that when he didn't say that to you. Imitation faith is a form of phony faith. And we need to know this. And we need to not just be dependent on somebody else's faith and they heard from God and what God did for them and it's great that we've got examples it's, it's great we need them we need inspiration we need examples but when it comes down to your life on Monday morning come on y'all listening and the decisions you make and what you're doing there is no substitute for you hearing from him for yourself And when you do, then you know. Hallelujah. They said, now we believe. That's faith. Now we're in faith. Why? Not because of what you said. We've heard him for ourselves. And we know. Glory to God. Glory to God. Stand on your feet, everybody. (laughs) Praise be to God. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, my good Father. Praise God. Brother Dave, would you come? Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. 
You remember this story. Come on up here where folks can see. It just fits so well. My husband was at Bible school. And he was learning every day. And he was getting the word in him every single day. And you know, we are in covenant. So I just assumed that everything that he was getting, I was getting. (laughs) Yep. You remember that? I do. He was getting the word six hours a day, sometimes eight hours a day, because he was going to class all morning, and he was going to prayer school in the afternoon, and he was going to healing school in the afternoon, and we'd have guest speakers come to town, and we'd have people like Lester Summerall come in and talking about casting out devils, and Brother Hagin would talk about it, and Keith would do it in healing class when it was necessary. And Well, I worked in a doctor's office, and I was getting maybe a sixteenth of what Keith was getting. And I was never around the things that he was around. I was never really in services when they were getting people delivered of spirits or anything like that. I just heard it on the edges, and I saw what was happening on the sides. But just like he was saying... I imagined I could do what they were doing because I saw it. And I imagined I was getting as strong as they were getting because he was getting it. And he was feeding on the Word day and night and night and day and day and night. And I was getting maybe a sixteenth, enough to keep my head afloat above the water. And I knew enough to know that this lady that came into our office was messed up. And the doctor said, don't let her come in because he was more spiritual than I was. He had been around the Word for, what, 30 years by then? But me, being a little Catholic girl, I had only been around it, what, a couple of years by then? But I knew enough to know she had a spirit. I knew that. And I was right about that. But just because you know something don't mean you're supposed to do something. Yep. That's right. And she came in, long story short, she threw a fit there in the worst, busiest time of the day. I bet we had probably 25, 50 patients in the office that day. And I thought, well, I need to deal with this. I need to deal with this. Who was I? Who are you? (laughs) So the worst thing I did was I took her outside because I didn't want to make a scene in the office because she was making such a scene. I thought, this lady had to be 90 years old. Little bitty petite thing. And I thought, no big deal. She's just a little old lady. But little old ladies, when they're filled with a devil, can be mean. (laughs) And this little old lady was walking with a cane. And I took her outside, and I tried to talk to her for just a minute. And I realized she is just possessed with a devil. And I thought it was my duty and my job. I mean, we just heard about it for a week, and I knew everything about it by then. (laughs) I knew everything that there was to know. Yeah. 
And I commenced to cast the devil out of this lady. Well, have you ever been around a dog and the dog knows that you're scared of that dog no matter how hard you pretend that you're not scared of that dog? Well, that's what this devil knew. I guarantee you he knew it. Because it was like, Jesus I know, and Brother Hagen I know, and Lester I know, and Keith I know, but little blonde girl, who are you? (laughs) And this woman beat the pudding out of me with her cane. I'm telling you, it wasn't funny. Ask Keith. With her walking cane. With a walking cane. But do you know what? When I got past that, I wasn't dumb enough to think that God didn't cast the devil out of people or to blame God or to quit God or to think that being delivered from devils didn't work. I was wise enough to know that I didn't know something. I was wise enough to know that I was trying to stand on his faith. I was wise enough to know that I was imitating something that I had seen done. And it wasn't something I was ready to do yet. What I should have done was just put her out of the office. I wasn't ready to do that. And besides that, you can't cast the devil out of somebody that wants it. That's right. That's exactly right. And that lady didn't want to get rid of that devil. That's right. And I didn't know that part. And that's the part I didn't know enough to know. And I hadn't been around it enough to know that they knew that I didn't know. And there's a lot of stuff with faith and there's a lot of stuff with following God. Yes. That we've got to be wise enough to say, God, I missed it somewhere. Yeah. Show me where I missed it because I know you didn't miss it, God. And he will. And he will. And he will show you. He will. Say, back me up to where that was, Father, because I I don't know. I don't know what happened in that. I don't know. I don't know. I know I got hurt, like Keith said Friday night. I'm heartbroken over that. But if I'll come back to you, Father, and I'll go right back to that day, you'll show me exactly where I messed up. That's right. That's right. Because it was me. It wasn't you. No. It was me. Yes. And I went home that day and I asked Keith. I said, Keith, what did I do? He said, well, Phil, that woman didn't want to get rid of that spirit. Yeah. And he began to talk to me about it and teach me about it. And he said, what do you know about that anyway? And we got the Bible out and he began to show me. And I began to realize I wasn't ready for that. I stepped into an area I wasn't ready for. And it takes humility to realize when you've stepped into an area you didn't know enough about. Brother Hagen taught us long ago, and I'm sure Keith will get into this, but I think I need to say it. Even when he was believing God, he'd get his Bible out and search the scriptures out about it. Mm -hmm. He didn't just say, I'm believing for this. And we've stepped over our heads sometimes and we just need to back up just a little bit. And all of us can. Yeah, good. And I don't ever want to be beat with a cane again by a (laughs) 90-year-old. But it was a very good lesson. 
to realize I couldn't live on Keith's faith and I couldn't live on what he knew. I had to find God for myself. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.